Because he is a character in the sideline. Milton Keynes conceding 10 goals in a week. Real piece of kit him. Hello and welcome back to EFL at URN. Um, been a bit of a few different changes over the last week. Obviously, we've now got a live show on Friday, 6 or 7 at on URN1350.net. So mm-hmm. please do listen. Um, so I'm going to say this is, I think this is podcast 27. Yeah. Um, we, we've been discussing, haven't we? Luke? We're going to um, change it up slightly. So we'll have our live shows on a Friday. And that'd be more toward like a look towards you know what's yeah. happening the, the and, weekend and a bit of a general discussion about the leagues too. Yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, it'd be more of a sort of a live show, and then because that's on a Friday, and then we'll do this podcast obviously weekly as per usual, running you through all of last weekend's action. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to see because we'll be able to compare our predictions a bit more easily. So yeah, no. that's one thing to look out for. Bit, a bit of a depressing week for us really yeah, um, no. Milton Keynes conceding 10 goals in a week and Shrewsby, well, 11, go- 11 goals in 3 games 11 goals in 3 games and Shrewsby losing to Accrington um, which basically did us no favours and also like ends a playoff challenge no I think you're still in that I don't know. Um, well if, if the Ainsworth news uh, is true yeah. it will go on to discuss later then I think we have a bit of a chance but yeah it's going to be hard it is indeed I think we're just going to have to keep an eye on all of that but yes welcome back um, obviously I'm one of your co-hosts Harry Waring joined by Luke Green there that was his lovely voice yeah Hello. yeah Hello. I'm, yeah. I'm here um, so yeah as I was saying this show will pretty much be looking at what happened last week in the EFL we'll take you through from League 2 all the way up to the Championship looking at the standout score lines and Really, at the end of the day, we just look for goals. Um, we love a goal, so we'll have a look at those big scoring games. Right, we're going to start in League 2. I know I said goals. There's not really been a lot of standout 4-0 scorelines. It's all around the two-goal mark. But we're going to start with Rochdale versus Gillingham. Uh, Gillingham sit 20th in the table, and Rochdale are obviously bottom still on 24 points. So this is a bottom-of-the-table clash, a bit of a relegation battle, even though there is nine points now separating these two. Uh, Gillingham's goal came from Ollie Hawkins, obviously the new signing from Mansfield. Played centre-back for Mansfield, but he's, he is a striker, and he's showing that now. Uh, and their other signing from Mansfield, George Lapsill, also managed to get himself on the score sheet. Lukey. Yeah. Talk. I think we, we're starting to see the January transfer uh, talk. Well, signings um, make an impact for Gillingham mm. um, they look outstanding at the moment they've obviously got a really good feel good factor going on at the club and obviously they're against the worst team in the division at the moment but uh, I mean it wasn't completely plain sailing for them because obviously Rochdale had more uh, possession and more shots than Gillingham but Gillingham were just more clinical and they've got a really good attacking line now You've, you see Hawkins uh, Edna O'Brien too. You've also got Lapsley that can score um, a lot of goals, like he's proved at Mansfield too. Um, so I, f- I think well, the front line should be challenging near the top of League Two, really. And I don't. I think they're an outside shout 
for playoffs. I mean, it's, it's a very small outside chance, but I mean, if they can get a run going, they they can make a challenge for it. I think. Slash hope. And they've also got Tom Nichols. Forgot about him. Tom Nichols, yes. Uh, Obviously coming across from Crawley. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. You know, because yeah, as you said there, they've got Hawkins up top, O'Brien, mm-hmm. Nichols. A lot of great additions. Nichols came off the bench to get an assist. Uh, they've also got Tristan Abrahams, uh, Tammy Abrahams' brother, uh, on the bench there. But as you said, great additions. They now climb up to twentieth uh, and put a four-point gap between them and Crawley. Uh, Crawley, obviously, twenty-third there, last place of the relegation zone. How far up do you think they can go up this table then, Luke? Because the, the before they catch the next lot of people, next lot of teams, sorry, it's four points, oh, yeah. which is Newport. So do you, think, do you think they could be finishing top half? Or? I think a realistic aim would probably be um, lower mid-table. I think, But I think they definitely have the quality now um, to challenge mid-table or above. But it's a big gap. It's, tw- it's a 12-point gap to 13th. So mm. it's going to be a struggle. But you see a few of them teams above them will drop off, like Crew. Crew have been awful, yeah. basically. Um, Newport haven't been great. I mean, they've been all right in recent weeks, but before that, they were a bit crap. Um, so a couple of teams will drop off. I tran mirror a bit of a dodgy one, too. So I, I can see them getting about 12 or 13th for the end of the season. Hopefully, yeah. an outsider shout of the playoffs as well. Uh, they've also got the performance well, 20 points, there's a lot of work to do, but. With with the with the new signings they've got, because Aidan O'Brien should be nowhere near League Two, no. if if you think about it. No. Yeah. Um, he was playing for Portsmouth last year, and banged in ten goals in half a season for them. So, yeah. So something's obviously got, obviously gone wrong, which is before him. Um, so yeah, I, I, he's definitely better than League Two. So he should start uh, hitting uh, hit the back of the net soon. Yeah, let's have a look at Roch then on the other side of this game. Um, next up for them is Stockport they've lost in the last five they've lost four games they've got one draw against Northampton granted they have played teams at the top so it was a 1-0 loss to Carlisle 2-1 to Salford obviously that one all draw with Northampton 2-1 loss with Leighton Orient and then 2-0 to Gillingham who are obviously looking to be one of the strongest sides in the league at the moment so do you think it's because of these strong teams that they've played that they now find themselves bottom they are four or five points a drift of Crawley and obviously there's games in hands that you know don't go their way so are you surprised that they are at the bottom of the table seeing as they have got the likes of uh, Ebanks, Landall, Scott Quigley you know Liam Kelly as well used to play for uh, Feyenoord and Oxford so do, are you surprised we're, we're looking at Rochdale in this position? I, th- I think we did think at the start of the season they were one of the favourites to go down mm. I think we both mentioned them in, yeah. in the relegation um, conversation so it's definitely not a surprise to me the doubt like this it's a surprise to me that they're last yeah. at the bottom of the table but it's not a surprise that they're in a relegation battle because they do not have the quality on and off the pitch to really challenge in League 2 at the moment mm. yeah it, we need to keep an eye on them because you, know, you could maybe argue that Crawley could be seen as a little slightly weaker side because of mm. most of their action happening off the pitch Hartlepool obviously somebody that we know of really are digging down and fighting to stay in this league. So, yeah, we we both thought Rochdale at the start might be on their way down. Um, right, let's move to another game in the division. I mentioned Stockport a minute ago. Uh, Stockport 2, Stevenage nil. A massive result for Stockport, this, isn't it, over the high-flying Stevenage group? Yeah, it's a little bit of a blow for Stevenage as well. They're only uh, five points 
uh, off fourth place now. So, mm. I mean, the position is not airtight, really, at the yeah. moment. Um, they've also got Carlisle, which is two points behind them as well. So, even that second place is looking a bit dodgy. They've, they've really fallen off um, in the last few games. Ever, ever since, really, Aston Villa, they've really struggled in the league. Yeah. Uh, they've obviously lost to Sutton, well, draw, drawn to Sutton, lost to Bradford, drawn to Newport, and then lost to Stockport County. I mean, really hard games because Newport are having a little bit of a fight again. So I think it's a bit worrying for them. I mean, obviously, what they weren't uh, pictured in, in, in the automatic battle at the start of the season. So you would have thought this blip was coming, but it's, I mean, it's concerning if you're a Stevenage fan, I think. Yeah, if we just quickly look at their position in the table, obviously you said they're not in the best of form, but they've got three games in hand on Leighton Orient. Leighton Orient sit on 70 points, they sit on 57, so obviously 57 plus 9 means 66, quick maths. Um, so that would mean they're four points behind Leighton Orient. Can you see them, you know, firstly winning those three games? Uh, and if so, do you think we could have an exciting title race in our hands? Because as you said, they are four points clear of Northampton. Uh, a lot of people would be saying right now, Leighton Orient and Stevenage look like the two that would be getting those two top automatic spaces. So, can you see it exciting up towards the end, outside of the promotion race, more for the trophy? I think Leighton Orient. I think they'll have it in the bag, really, because mm-hmm. I mean, three games in hand. But yeah, you have to win all them three games. Yeah, and that, that's incredibly difficult um, when you see some of the teams that they've got. Like next Tuesday is Wimbledon. Uh, well. They've got Carlisle coming up. They've got Tranmere. Tranmere are a pretty hard team at some times. So it's going to be hard for them. Uh, really don't think they'll challenge for... Well, I think their challenge for the title is, is a little bit over at the moment. Mm. But obviously, three games in hand is a bit of a positive. But again, you, you have to win f- them three games, which they'll back themselves to do. But in the current form, I can't really see it. No, yeah. That's fair enough. Um, Stockport, then the other team in this round, um, they're on. They're on a bit of a bit of a. Well, no, I said promotion charge. Actually, I'm going to say it because last five results they beat obviously beat Stevenage two 0 They've beat Crawley two one. They beat Harrogate three one. They beat Tranmere three two, and they've drawn one all with Crew. They now find themselves sixth in the table. Um, they are three points clear of Salford, who are seventh, and then they're also four points clear of outside the playoff spaces now. And they're keeping up with the teams such as Mansfield and Northampton, only one point behind them. Could you see these, you know, we said at the start of the year, they have a League One side already, but obviously had a bit of a slow start, readjusting to what EFL life is like, obviously getting promoted last year. You know, it's promotion on the cards for me, because you're looking at the teams in there, you've got Northampton and Mansfield, two teams which have sort of, not bottled it, but you know, Mansfield went to the playoff final last year, and Northampton, I'm pretty sure I'm saying they were there the year before, uh, and then you've got Salford who are yet to be tested at this level. So could you think if it's those four teams at the end, promotion could be looking good for them? Yeah. Um, I don't think Salford will be putting up much of a fight, really, to be honest with you. Um, because, I mean, it's Salford. Um, Stockport, Mansfield and Northampton. Northampton are on a real bad run of form, so I won't be surprised if uh, Stockport leap above them. They're, if they win the game in hand... Uh, Stockport, they're only one point behind Carlisle in third, so uh, uh, automatics might even be on the cards for them. Yes, I think I think we just have to keep a little eye on them because the Stockport are playing. Um, they're playing well. They're, they're getting the goals. They're getting the results. 
Um, if we were to just quickly look at their team as well, uh, you know, the lineup with Kyle Watton, who we who obviously they bought from Knox County, we saw him a lot last year and thought he was very, very good. Um, what else have they got? They've got uh, Lee Camps, obviously, of formerly of Fleetwood. He was their captain for a while. They've got Hossie. They've got, I mean, Carl Noyle as well, obviously the former fullback for Cambridge. Uh, he's been around a few other teams as well in between there and now. But Jack Shretton as well from Derby, another very good young striker who came out under uh, Wayne Rooney. Um, right, let's move on to one final game in the league, and we're going to look at fellow playoff rivals for Stockport, and that's Mansfield Town. Uh, and there's one player which I'm just going to pick out, and that's Keller Dunn. Obviously on loan there. Is he on loan there now? Is he yeah, called? I think he's on loan. Um, a player that at the start of the season we both liked at Burton, picking up a hat-trick early on when... Uh, I can't remember his name. We used to moan about him all the time. I know it was a free transfer. Was it a free transfer? It a free transfer. I thought it was a loan initially, but that's it. it was a free transfer. But that's a great bit of business done for them there. They lost Hawkins, obviously, and they've come in with Caledon, a player proven at this level and was doing well in League One. Mm-hmm. No, well, look, we started the season in League One really well. Uh, tail off a bit in latter half of the season. Um, but yeah, he's a great asset for Mansfield at the moment. He's already scored uh, a goal and assisted twice in his last few games. Uh, Mansfield now unbeaten in six, which is probably one of the division's best unbeaten runs at the moment, six games. I think they won four of them. Um, again, back-to-back-to-back clean sheets, which this season have been few and far between for Mansfield as well. Mm. So it is looking like um, they're doing a pretty good job at the moment. Um Obviously, uh, Clough is. Doing, I think he's now got the squad that he wants. That thinks they can definitely. I think they can definitely challenge for automatics. Not too far off it. Um, yeah, level on points with uh, Northampton, and only three points behind Carlisle with a game in hand. So yeah. it's definitely doable. I think that last automatic spot is is a is a big fight at the moment because. Any of the teams from Stockport to Colark, I think, at the moment, could get in there. Yes, definitely. I, there are Mansfield are a team that are looking quite exciting at the moment, especially their position in the league. I think they're a team that me and you need to uh, head down yeah, to. Yeah, we probably should. We definitely um, need to. I um, I went last year on my ones to watch them in their playoff semi-final against Northampton. It was a great game. Um, it's quite easy to get there, so I think you know we need to go. Um, Tranmere though let's look at Tranmere quickly 15th in the league uh, for me I think that's that's their position this year um, obviously they've got Mumbongo up top on loan from Burnley you know he's sort of one of their standout players but Cogley as well you know been around in this league a while now you got anything you want to add about Tranmere but for me I think this you know 15th maybe up to 12th is they're going to be their position this year yeah uh, Tranmere fans aren't really happy with um Mickey Marlon at the moment. Is it Mickey Marlon? It isn't it. Uh, at the moment, uh, it's not really been an aspired, well, an inspired uh, recruitment process. Um, yeah, it just seems like they don't have any ambition at the moment in the club because a club of their size should really be challenging at the top of League Two, and they're just not doing that at the moment. So, I mean, I'd give Mickey Marlon some time because he obviously has had promotions from League Two before. Um, so at the end of the day he's a good bet maybe next season for them to get promoted but it is is a bit dire at the moment footballing wise yeah yeah right shall we do I'll tell you what we haven't done in a while which I used to like 
You haven't read the scores out. The, oh, last, yeah. the last ten podcasts, I, I bet we haven't done that. So oh, do you yeah. just want to read through the scorelines of the last game and then we'll do a, a quick fire prediction? Saturday the 18th of, De- uh, of February, not December. Uh, Northampton 1, Grimsby 2, big result for Grimsby. Stockport County 2, Stevenage 0. Leighton Orient 1, Crawley 0. Tranmere 0, uh, Mansfield 2, Salford 1, Swindon 2. Harrogate Town 2, Crew 2, Bradford 0, Barrow 1, Sutton 2, Doncaster 0, Walsall 1, Newport County 1, uh, Rochdale 0, Gillingham 2, Wimbledon 2, Hartlepool 2, Carlisle 1, Colchester 0. And that's that's all the bit, I think. Right. As I said, we've got a show on Friday, so quick five predictions. If you do want to hear them, you're going you're gonna to listen to the live show on Friday. You know, keep, keep you waiting. Right. League One, then. Uh... There's a lot more goals in League One. Um, as Luke opened with, yes, MK Dons have conceded 11 goals in three games, 10 goals in two games, five came against Bolton on a Tuesday night, uh, and five came from Sheffield Wednesday, having been 2-1 up. So, not ideal. Yeah, let's start there then, shall we? <sighs> yeah, fine. Yeah. So, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday, five, MK Dons, two. You were yeah. leading 2-1 at half time. Yes, we were. Um, conceded... Four goals in a half. Yes. Um, how yes. did it go? Um, at the moment, every game I've seen and I've heard about and I've watched the highlights from, if I haven't been there, we start really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this game, for example, we started exceptionally well. A good link-up play from Josh McEachrin, um and to, back to John Lecco. And Lecco's goal is amazing. So he hits it from like outside the box, right into the far top right corner in the third minute. And that's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's how good he is. He shouldn't be with us, if I'm being brutally honest. Is he a championship-ready player? Maybe not, but, you know. Um, but most of our mistakes, and I hate to say this, because I hate to sing out individual players, Jack Tucker, I think mm-hmm. he's terrible. Uh, first goal for them, ball played over his head, Windus runs through, chips it over. Um, and he seems to be at the downfall for a lot. Our second goal came from Mo Issa, well played. Beat a few players, dropped shoulders. Two Sheffield Wednesday's fell on the floor and just slots it past Stockdale. Uh, but yeah, as you said, second half is where it just really does go down from there. Uh, I think they should have had a, a goal before half time as well. They hit the crossbar. Mm-hmm. But it is just Jack Tucker. It's, it's just terrible play from one individual player every week that just ruins it for us because he, he gave away a penalty. People will say he didn't, but he did. Um, he lost his man in the box. They scored their third or fourth. And it's just, I can't, I'm, there's too many for me to keep going down. No. But yeah, it's yeah. clinical from Sheffield Wednesday at Paul from MK Dons. So, a tale of two teams, really. Sheffield Wednesday now, top of League One. Yes. Um, Milton Keynes Dons, a very real possibility of relegation now. You've got mm. one point to Accrington, but Accrington have got two games in hand on you. Yep. It's four points to the next worst in Cheltenham yeah. and they've also got a game in hand on you yeah, yeah it, confident um, if you had asked me before this week before we played Bolton and Sheffield uh, I would have said yes because we mm-hmm. obviously sat at, at one point we climbed up to 18th yeah. and I was thinking oh right fine we, we can put this yeah. behind us now this was also before Burton won three games in a row <laughs> yeah yeah who, who saw that coming so it's it is proving that we, we strong Two wins and a draw together. We beat, we did the double over Forest Green, obviously. We've done. We drew with Bristol Rovers, you know. And how many points is that? Seven points, mm-hmm. and we moved from twenty third up to eighteenth. That shows like 
the inconsistency in form with all these teams at the bottom because one team will win, as you said, Burton, the team winning at the moment. They've just won three games. But my money's on them now losing three games in a row uh, and a team like Morecambe, for example, coming up. I think Forest Green, they obviously had a very strong transfer window, but it doesn't seem to be happening. Yeah. And especially with Ferguson coming in, the new manager, it just doesn't seem to be happening. They're, 20, they're on 22 points, eight points off safety now. If I were them, I'd be very shaky. Yeah, should we should we go on to that match then? Yeah, um, definitely. It was 4-0 win for Ipswich in this yeah. match with Chaplin scoring the third, the 60th, Broadhead in the 41st and Ladapo in the 79th. Yes. Uh, before this match, um, there's all a big Sky uh, coverage of the appointment of um, Duncan Ferguson. Uh, guess how many games he's won in his five managerial uh, games in charge? None. None, uh, with one draw against Morecambe. Yeah, and they've conceded late goals in three of them five games. Yeah. Uh, two against Shrewsbury, uh, two basically against Peterborough, one in the last minute against uh, Morecambe. Uh, yeah, not going well for them. No, and if you're looking at their lineup, so I said Manchester they've had a strong transfer window. Um, their lineup is a lot different to the one that we saw when we went down there. Obviously, yeah. they've lost Connor Wickham, who is so crucial for them. Um, and they've replaced him on top with Bagioko, who's come down from Bolton. Doesn't seem to be doing a lot, to be honest. Um, obviously, the back four has slightly changed. They've brought in Cooper from Swansea. Um, but, you know, you're looking around, they've got Garrick as well on loan from Swansea. But it, it, even though they've done all this transfer window, I still look at it and I just think it's not strong enough. No, they've, they've, they've completely changed their squad. But the only player that I take in the Shrewsbury team is O'Keefe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't really like him. Um, but based on what matches I've seen him play, he seems a bit. He seems. You know, he knows the dark arts a lot. Yeah. Um, let's put it that way. Um, they're trying to big up Savage from Man United a lot, but he's done nothing since he started playing. Um, he's only just been able to start. And that's against Ipswich. And yeah. if he's like, it was sent, well, CDM uh, or, or six um, against Ipswich and they concede four goals, he's not doing his job properly. Yeah. But the, obviously, there is a big golfing class between Forest Green and Ipswich. But you'd expect them under a new manager to try and get some positive results and they just haven't. No, yeah. They've, they've bottled it in numerous games so far. I mean, the games have been quite hard, apart from that Morecambe game. But yeah, but. In a relegation battle, I understand a game could be seen as hard. This game can be seen as hard. And as I, as I just said, MK Don sort of in this, not bad position, but still in this very, very bad position. Um, you need to be trying to get a point. You need to be coming out the blocks trying to get something. So Don's obviously went 2-1 up in, against Sheffield. And it's just, I don't know why, it's terrible, terrible individual mistakes. That's the reason why we lost that so much. But mm-hmm. you're looking at this game, it just doesn't look like they were ever... In it, you know, looking at shots, they had four compared to Ipswich's 25. Um, they only made 250 passes compared to Ipswich's 426. Uh, you know, they had three corners, Ipswich had 10. Expected goals, 0.16, Ipswich 3.73. So, you know, you've got to be at least firing some shots on target, but... Big result for Ipswich as well. Yeah, um, they need really, they really need. It was going a bit sour. Yeah, uh, the fan base was turning on the players because obviously this Ipswich team, the amount of money they've spent in both transfer windows, they should be at the top of the table. Yeah, the third, they had eight won, points off as well. Yeah, they hadn't won in six um, in all competitions. 
it was looking a bit dodgy for them. I mean, a win against Forest Green is not going to wash all them worries away. No, yeah. Uh, but it's a very big result for them um, because it kind of stops the decline a little bit and it puts a few more points between them and Bolton that lost um, at the weekend. Yeah. So uh, the weekend was a positive one for the Ripswich, and but they are underperforming with the with the amount of ability they have in that squad. Yeah, it, you know, it, as I just said, uh, Ipswich eight points off second place, and I can I, well, it's not that I completely agree with some of the fans' frustration, no. um, because you are still third in the league. But I get the point of you've spent all this money. You're looking at the team. If you've got players such as Connor Chaplin in there, mm-hmm. should be in the championship. Leif Davies from Leeds obviously should be in the championship Burns should be in the champ. you know I can say yeah. for all of them Morsi how have they got Morsi in there how have they got people like Freddie Ladapo Massimo Luongo Marcus Harness on the bench yeah it's, 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 it's a very odd situation like they've, they've spent more money than the rest of the league combined yeah. probably Yeah, you would have thought because um, they spent a million pounds on a player recently yeah. um, was it Broadhead Broadhead, yeah. Nathan Broadhead from Everton. They Aberton. spent over a million pounds on Nathan Broadhead. No other team in that league, bar probably Sheffield Wednesday, could do that. I don't think they would either. And especially in January too. Yeah. You don't spend money in January. No. You get people... Freeze who's, who, loans. Or, or whose contracts run out at the end of the season. Yeah. For free, if, if their parent club allows it. Yeah. So, I don't know. They're, they're spending big money to get out of this league, but they're not showing any ability to get out of it. At the same time, no, they've they've dropped off severely since the start of the season. Yeah, they have indeed. I think we're going to have to keep an eye on Ipswich, obviously, because that that title race is heating up. Um, and I was about to say because of one team, but they lost at the weekend, and that is Bolton. Mm-hmm. They played Wickham Wanderers. Um, let's before we get into this, let's start about the news about Gareth Hainsworth. Yeah, uh, links to QPR. Yeah, um, apparently in advance talks with QPR. It makes sense. For him, yeah, um, he's obviously got a lot of ties to QPR as he played for them in the past and stuff. Hmm. But it's a bit of a dodgy decision at the same time. I mean, I know that QPR job might not come up again for a few more years if if the next manager does a good job. Hmm. But he spent ten years at Wickham. He's got them in seventh, fighting tooth and tooth and nail yeah. for for a playoff position. They've won the last five, I think it is. Last five, the first time they've ever done that in League One. Yeah. And he's leaving, and they play Shrewsbury yeah, next. No, I do agree. Ooh. I think he's been there ten years. Yeah, he is. I mean, Mr. Wickham. He has got a lot of credit in the bank, having two promotions um, since he arrived. But to leave them just before one of the biggest games of the season again against Shrewsbury, yeah, who are just like three or four points below them, yeah, um, it's going to be is <laughs> a big move for him if he does go. I've heard that um, Charlton's manager might be in the frame for the QPR job too but I can't really see you that you would see them wanting Gareth Ainsworth I could see them Gareth Ainsworth would be their priority and it just makes logical sense for him to go do you think they wouldn't come in for say Steve McKenna from Ipswich or Schumacher at Plymouth or yeah but, but again I don't think QPR have that much money well, they got, as um, well they got Neil Critchley last time obviously yes he came from Aston Villa yeah. Before he was signed, but he, he got promoted with Blackpool. Yeah. Um, we'll probably go on to that in a bit, but I think Gareth Ainsworth is the number one man for yeah. them. 
I think he's he's good, very good in a relegation battle because he survived so many seasons with Wickham in League One in a relegation battle. Um, before they had that one great season where they got promoted through merit, even though it was the COVID season, so the season got cut short. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a big loss for Wickham because Gareth Ainsworth, Gareth Ainsworth was Wickham. One two. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. He, he was Wickham. He, well, he is Wickham. He is Wickham. And it's going to be a big blow for him if he does leave. Okay, it hasn't been announced yet, but it's looking really likely. I know. It's, it's, um, it's upsetting for me, actually, because I've always enjoyed Wickham coming to MKD on to see Gareth Ainsworth in his snakeskin boots and his unbuttoned T-shirt. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't see that with MKD anymore. Yeah. Because he, he is a character in the sideline. So Oh, he is, yeah. It'd be good. I mean, it's a positive for me. If it's great go, positive because you. I'd rather surely play Wickham with a new manager bounce than Gareth Ainsworth yeah and that's for sure um, right Bolton though, on the other hand uh, sorry let's look at this game we just said Wickham is 7th but Bolton on the other hand obviously beat MK Dons 5-0 on Tuesday um, but 59 points sees them sit 4th uh, you're looking as you said, Wickham are on 53, so that's six points between those two teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are on the heels of Ipswich, down one point. Yeah, but then Wickham do have two games in hand on Bolton. Yes, yes, so it, things could get... A Bonds have three. Things could change. And Derby have two. <laughs> Derby do have two. Things could change, but then again, you know, we've seen a few teams in there now just get a draw, for example, or mm-hmm. uh, lose. Just I think it's just under the, the nerves because we're getting to the business end of the season now. So... Can yeah. you see Bolton staying in that position? That's my main question. I can see one of the teams bottling it. Yeah. Severely. Um, it's definitely going to be either Bolton, Derby or Barnsley. I can't really see it being Barnsley on their current form. Uh, can't really see it being Derby, even though they have lost a, a couple of games in, in the last five. Mm. And I dropped a few points. But they, they should have enough to go over the line. Um, but yeah, Bolton... All the ones I'm most worried about. Really? I think. Obviously, they played at least two games more than everybody else in the playoffs and Wickham. So, they are the prime candidate to drop out of them, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Barnsley as well for me, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I know they're sixth, but they're on a really good run of form, though. Yeah. That's the thing. I just think, you're looking outside, I think you're doing amazing at the moment. You're just picking up the points and getting what you need. I think if Gareth Edwards stays, I can see Wickham moving up. And then I'm looking at the lights of Portsmouth and Peterborough. I think Portsmouth are out of it. Peterborough. I think Peterborough are out of it too. I th- yeah, this is it's around too, now though. If they're, they're, yeah. they're going to get back, it has to be now. They're too inconsistent at the moment, yeah. I think. Uh, and again, at this part of the season, you need consistency. And I mean, everyone's making out that Shrewsbury have no chance. The tiny chance uh, we do. Um, yeah. Because we do have the hardest on... Well, out of the whole division, we have the hardest fixtures to come, but we usually do step up to them fixtures. Yeah. Um, historically, in the past, we've dropped loads of points to the absolute crappiest teams that I've ever seen. So, like Accrington. So, yeah. Well, if we put it in, put that into perspective, what you just said there, you have Wickham coming up, obviously yeah. as you've mentioned. Then you have Derby. Then mm. you have Peterborough. Then you've got Morecambe at the bottom. But then you have Ipswich. Yeah. So you're looking at. Wickham, you're looking at Derby, you're looking at Peterborough, and those three games, I'm going to move Ipswich just to one side. Yeah. It's those three games, you know, teams are, who are very much around you, say you picked up six points from there, you could be in the playoffs. 
Yeah, I think we are the kingmakers, really. Mm. It's either, we we will, well, Shrewsbury will be the team that decides who finishes in the playoffs. Yeah. Because it's either we do really well and we get into them, or we win against somebody, lose against another. And yeah, so big part to play in, in League One. So yeah. be, if, if we do beat Wickham, it's, it's, we're definitely back in, back in the race. Yeah. I think. No, you definitely, because you'll close the gap to them. And then, as I said, they're Peterborough. You need to beat them to push yourself ahead of it. Well, Barnsley played Derby at the weekend as well. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot going on around the playoff actions, which we will all preview on Friday. Yeah. Um, right. Do you want to run us through the rest of the results? Yeah. Yeah. So it was started off on Saturday uh, with Plymouth nil, Fleetwood nil. Fleetwood only the second team to take points off uh, Plymouth at home park this season. Uh, Accrington won, Shrewsbury nil. Um, I have issues with refereeing in that match, but I always do when we lose. Um, Morecambe nil, Peterborough three, Derby two, Charlton nil, Bristol Rovers one, Burton two. Burton go on a free match winning mm. streak, and Bristol Rovers look absolutely dire at the moment. Oh no, what a shame! Um, Wickham <laughs> one, Bolton nil, Lincoln nil, Portsmouth nil, Cheltenham nil, Barnsley four. Cheltenham looking even more likely to get into that drop zone. Mm. Port Vale one, Exeter nil, Port uh, Ipswich four. Forest Green nil, Cambridge one, Oxford United nil. Massive yeah. result for Cambridge, dire result for Oxford. Um, Sheffield Wednesday five, Milton Keynes Dons two. Yes, lovely stuff. Um, thank you for not laughing too hard. I know. I mean, I can't laugh at it. I mean, I know Shrewsbury never get battered because we've got too much of a good defence. But yeah, um, yeah, it's not it's, ideal. It's quite funny. It is. Oh yeah, you've got to laugh at it. I you guess. are one of the most hated teams in the division. Yeah, so. I know. I know. It's not great. Um, right. Let's finish up then in the championship and the first game, which I just want to go straight into: Millwall three, Sheffield United two. Partly yeah. because it's the highest scoring, but Sheffield United sits second on sixty-one points. Uh, and they're getting closely followed now by Middlesbrough. Yes, Middlesbrough have played an extra game, but Middlesbrough sit on 57 points following their 3-1 win over QPR. Four points, and we're looking at 16 games left. Yeah. And I'm backing, I can't lie, I'm backing Middlesbrough to... Yeah. If not, so, if they uh, don't do it, get there within a point. Well, the thing is, Sheffield United have been dropping points recently, yeah. um, which is not great for them. Um, I think a few weeks ago we thought they were a definite for automatics. Uh, the form hasn't been great. Um, only winning two of the last five. One of them was against Wrexham, um, mm. which was great. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's looking it, back-to-back defeats means that it's looking nervy for Sheffield United at the moment. Uh, they're never going to catch up to Bur- uh, Burnley at the top. Yeah. Uh, they need to be looking over their shoulder. If we were to just look at the, some of the games that got coming up, so in last game in February is Watford. I know Watford haven't been on the greatest form this year, but they have the potential to cause an upset when that. Uh, Blackburn, another team that could do that. Luton mm-hmm. are there. Um, you have Sunderland, who have done well. They've got West Brom still, who are doing well. Norwich, who are obviously trying to fight. By the time they get to Norwich in April, they could be trying to fight for the playoffs still. Uh, Burnley on the 10th of April. Uh, and then after that, I think they go, they've got five more games. And you look at the likes of Cardiff, Bristol City. So it's looking like a, a very shaky few few rounds of fixtures. And then they've got the last five to maybe try and save it. Yeah. So 
if they want to get promoted, they're going to have to do it the hard way. Yeah, it, it would have to be done before those last five games. Yeah, you would have thought so because, I mean, a team always bottle it every year, don't they? Yeah. And this year it might be Sheffield United. Yeah, uh, it would be a shame to do it because I did enjoy them when they were in the uh, Premier League last time out. Yeah, they were um, quite good the first season anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in this game then, let's just have a look at the game quickly. Millwall, all three goals came from Tom Bradshaw, unbelievable player. Um, this is coming from, I'm going to, I'm going to reason I'm saying this is because I'm going to try and say his name. Vlog Slammer, Vog Slammer. He's yeah. got two assists. Uh, Burke picking up another one. Uh, Burke, formerly of Sheffield United, I want to say. Out on that left wing. Oliver Burke, yeah, it must be. Um, whilst the goals for Sheffield United, one from Doyle and the other one from James McAtee. Uh, obviously unknown from Manchester City. Illumin and Dye came off the bench. Uh, but yes, we've spoken a little bit about Sheffield United there. So let's have a little cheeky look at Millwall before we move on. Because they are seventh, Luke. And it, it's gone sort of unnoticed a little bit. They're on seventh on level points with Sunderland with a game in hand. Two games in hand on Watford, who sit uh, one point ahead. And, and obviously one point ahead of Millwall still is Luton in fourth. So... Could Millwall get themselves in these playoffs? Because yeah, it's still I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's still realistically the playoffs go all the way down to Coventry, Swansea in twelfth. So yeah, they're always that one team that just miss out the yeah. last three seasons anyway. Um, this season I, I can see they've got a game in hand on Sunderland. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's always hard with Millwall. Uh, are, are they big enough to get into the playoffs? Probably, I don't know. I think Championship is probably their level, um, but yeah, they've got some teams that aren't that consistent ahead of them. Luton are dropping off a little bit at the moment. Uh, Sunderland inconsistent, Watford inconsistent. So, if again, consistency is key. But yeah, consistency is key. I'm really excited. This is probably one of the most exciting playoff races we've had in a, the past few years. Yeah, the, the fact that we've still got arguably ten teams with a chance of getting into those. Uh, I was saying Middlesbrough gone three spaces. Right, let's look at another game. Luca, you pick one and then I'll pick the last one. Uh, ooh, it's a toughie. Middlesbrough three, QPR one. Yeah. Because we can talk about a lot about QPR. Neil Critchley's been sacked after this game. What a yeah. surprise. He did nothing. Yeah. I mean, did it, was it two wins in 14 or something like that? Well, when he came in, they were obviously at the top of the table at one point under Beal. Yeah. Uh, they were in the playoffs, around the playoffs when he came in, and they're now 17th. Yeah. No, they're now in a relegation battle. Yeah. Or on the cusp of relegation battle after being top of the table in October. Um, yeah, it's not going well for them um, at all. I mean, they did come up against a really good informed Millsborough team with Akpom scoring two goals, like yeah. he always does. Um, but they have the they have the quality in that squad to be nowhere near a relegation battle at the moment. It's, it's looking a bit dire for them at the moment. I'd say that they are probably the last team uh, in that relegation battle at the moment. Um, it all depends who they get in next, whether they go up or, or they continue to slide down. Mm. Yeah. And as we probably talked about this earlier, uh, Ainsworth is the leading man for it. And if they get him in, yeah, he'll he be would, fine. He would transform this squad because you're looking at the team, you know, they've got Jamal Lowe up top. He's a good player at this level. Yeah. Proved it at Wigan. Obviously came from Portsmouth. I swear he was a PE teacher at one point as well. Um but Dicky, one of their longest-serving centre-backs. They've got good youth in there. Um, Aragon Bonham, 
I think that's how you say it. From Aston Villa, Elias Chair, obviously the Moroccan legend. He'll probably be off next season. And they've got a lot of injuries. Ethan Laird in there, I like him, but he's injured. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about Middlesbrough briefly, about how they're chasing Sheffield United. But we need to talk about Chiba Akpom again, because, you know, two more goals and an assist. Michael Carrick dropping him into that camera. We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Just wow. This season, um, um, he's picked up 19 goals in 26 matches. That's Yeah, top scorer in the division yeah. by five goals. Yeah. It's just getting silly because before this, you know, before his last time he was at Middlesbrough, he played 40 games, got five goals. This And, and since then, he's played 28 games, got 20 goals. So, yeah. wow. No, Carrick is a genius um, at the moment, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's bringing it out of the best. Obviously, they've got some good young players as well in from the Premier League. You're looking at Cameron Archer there. You're looking at Aaron Ramsey coming down from Aston Villa. Um, good midfielder coming across from Rotherham as well in Barlassa, a player that deserves to be playing at this level permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it was at Rotherham, but you know they're not they're not challenging at the top. Yeah, they've also got the best crosser of the ball in the, in the Championship as um, Ryan Giles yeah. with seven assists this season. Yeah, real piece of kit in from uh, Wolves alone piece, piece of, of kit <laughs> piece of kit um, but yes so I think the motto of this story is keep an eye out for Middlesbrough because they could very well find themselves in that automatic race yeah. uh, and QPR who's going to be the next manager looking like Ainsworth at the moment yeah because see three teams from the North East in the Premier League next season yeah that would be exciting so yeah. I, like, I like a nice even blend Mm. as a geography shoot. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be uh, very nice for the rest of the teams in the division have to travel up there every every week. No. Um, right, let's do one more game and I'm going to pick Huddersfield versus Birmingham because it's Neil Warnock's first game and they've won 2-1. Um, goals, 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 goals. Goals for uh, Huddersfield came from Hongbo who's on loan at the moment from Watford uh, and Headley but Troy Deeney got us underway with a goal in the sixth minute. Neil Warnock's back, Luke. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. In his um, post-match conference, he basically said, well, he basically joked about his um, you've got to die for three points um, motto, which he said is basically true. You do. Because you have to put everything in to get in the three points. And Huddersfield Town, they looked like they were going to give up without a fight, really. I mean, he is their third manager this season. Yeah. Um, I think three teams in the league are going to do that this time. QPR yeah. one, and oh, someone else. Probably Watford. Probably not Watford. Um, someone else. But yeah, it's a really good time. A really good appointment for them. Obviously, you've got lots of ties for Huddersfield. It's a club he loves. Um, so it's it's going to be a really good appointment for them, and it gives them a bit of a chance to get out of that uh, relegation zone. I don't think they'll ever get out of the relegation battle, but. With Warnock behind them, they 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 stand a chance, a really good chance. Yes, they do, and it's just nice to see him back. At the end of the day, like whatever happens, I'm sure he's going to do well. Obviously, picking up this first win, um, relegation battle. Now they sit two points off Rotherham, who are 21st, and they're obviously Huddersfield 22nd. Um, and if I, I'm going to say it, I think he might be able to do it. Yeah, no. I think they've got the players. I yeah, just definitely. They've because got the players. These these half of these players played at the in the championship player final last year. Yeah, and Cardiff and Rotherham are crap. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Stoke well. Cardiff most yeah. most of the time, is it? anyway, so yeah, it's 
a really good appointment for them and it gives them a really good chance to stay up yeah uh, finally quickly before we say goodbye let's just look at Birmingham Birmingham 18th in the league on 38 points it's really been a, pretty much of a nothing season. They've got some good players in there on loan from Manchester United, like Hannibal. Chong's on permanent as well. Yeah, they brought him down. Uh, they've got Dion Sanderson, obviously, on loan from Wolves. Then up front, you've got Old, you've got Scott Hogan, you've got mm-hmm. Troy. Is it Scott Hogan? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yes. Uh, and then you've got Troy Deeney. Uh, Bialik as well are there. I've known from Derby. Yeah. So. They're just a team that's, I think, just going to finish in mid-table and move on with life. Well, lower mid-table, yeah. They're yeah. very inconsistent. They yeah. win many games, they lose many games. Yeah. Well, they lose a lot of games. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, yeah. They're well, just one of them teams. Yeah, I think it's a really good job that they stayed up. Well, well my mate are probably going to stay up at the moment because they were one of our favourites to go down at the start of the season. Yeah, they were. Um, right, Luke, do you want to run us through the rest of the scores? Yeah, so... Yeah, it was at the 18th, probably. Um, yeah, 18th, Saturday 18th. Well, it started on Friday, actually, with Cardiff 1, Reading 0. Uh, and then on Saturday, it was Millwall 3, Sheffield United 2, Rotherham 0, Coventry 2, Wigan 0, Norwich 0, Huddersfield 2, Birmingham 1, Middlesbrough 3, QPR 1, Sunderland 1, Bristol City 1, Hull City 0, Preston 0, Blackburn 1, Swansea 0, Blackpool 1, Stoke 0, Luton nil, Burnley one. Lovely stuff. Um, so yeah, that sort of wraps us up here. We've got a lot of changes sort of happening over the next couple of weeks. As I mentioned last week, that uh, was probably the most notable one as the podcast didn't really come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as we said, every Friday, six till seven, live show previewing all the EFL action. Uh, me and Luke are very excited about this opportunity. Um, we've had two already. Obviously Luke wasn't there for one, but the one before I felt it went well. Um, are you excited, Luke? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a nice I'm not opportunity. Be able to make next week's. So I've just remembered. What this Friday? No, next week. The, that the is fine. I will have to sort some people out for that. Um, but yeah, we'll also be looking at getting a few, maybe a few guests on other yeah, EFL fans. Because yeah. I know you, you, you guys might get a bit bored of our voices every week. So we'll get get George on a lively character. Maybe Ben talk about Cardiff. So that'll be interesting. As usual. We're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, all EFL at URN. Um, and obviously, podcasts, Spotify. You're listening to us now, so you probably know where we are, but just in case you get confused. Um, anything else you want to add? Not really, no. No. Um, so, yeah, that sort of wraps us up nicely here. So, thank you for listening, and please do tune in next week.